Welcome back. Seriously, the lineup of speakers we've had, I feel like just keeps getting better and better because today in this episode, I had the best conversation with MG, the real MG. I literally have just met you know, another version of me in just another wacky, crazy, out there, amazing way. Like seriously, we had the best chats even before we hit record and we're like, we should have hit record from the beginning of our chat, but you're going to absolutely love this. So here's a little bit about M. In five years as a solopreneur, MG has become a best-selling author, an international business and mindset coach to women all over the world. Her unwavering belief in all women to shine as leaders in their own fields has led her to teach unstoppability as a quality already there to be unleashed from within every single business owner she works with. As a mum of two young girls, MG prides herself on being transparent, authentic, and true to her values, all while scaling her business in ways not everyone expects. Thinking out of the box is her style, paving the way for others to do the same and get equally unstoppable results. (sighs) Well, tune in. Seriously, you're going to love this. You're going to take so much gold from this. There's so much we talk about, so many different parts. Um, obviously, staying in tune with the babe, we've got this theme and it's just great. It's just a great way of thinking. I think we definitely opened some can of worms and, oh, there's reference and there's sexual innuendos in there. There's all kinds, but, you know, in true Kim Ken style, <laughs> no bubble wrapping, no filters, raw, real and all of all of the above so tune in and i can't wait for you to be entertained whilst inspired in this episode yay so excited here with the gorgeous mg yay thank you so much for having me oh we were just having some chats off recording and we're like we should press record actually should we some of the stuff we're talking about <laughs> some of the things we were talking about may not be appropriate for public viewing but that's okay <laughs> you know me I'm very open book and I know yeah. you're an open book too so we'll this roll is, with it this is gonna be fun so the disclaimer yeah. is you can swear you can pick your nose no one's watching I am but that's fine <laughs> whatever comes up we love it so babe you've got this is the theme let's dive straight into it because I know so much is going to come out of this Um, take us through tell us a little bit about you and a babe you've got this moment or what you feel like maybe you've had a multitude of the moments and they've like compounded over time take us take us on the journey Okay, so my name's MG, but my name is actually not MG. I don't know if you know this, Kim. Uh, My name is Emily Smith. I was married to a Smith, but if you've seen me on Instagram, you'll see that I'm so not Emily Smith. That's like a really boring beige kind of name. And I rebranded my whole business last year and decided to give myself a stage name because I'm very theatrical in the way that I do things. I actually wanted to be an actress when I was growing up was of course told no you need to get a real job mm-hmm. and uh, here I am now acting on reels <laughs> for my business and mindset coaching business uh, which is be think do coaching but really most people know me by MG and um, I guess if I think about like what I do now I I do a lot because I'm a manifesting generator by human design Thanks. and so that means I have a billion and one ideas I've tried to niche down in the work that I do but I struggle to niche down because I get so excited about so many things and I've learned to just accept that 
part of me. That's even a baby you got this moment. It's like, baby, got this. I'm, I'm a manifesting generator. Just be, just be the MG. MG, have you noticed that? Yeah. MG, manifesting generator. Oh, MG, part of the reason. <laughs> um, and I mean, if I think of one really big baby you've got this moment, it's when I... When I first rebranded and named myself MG, I wanted to make a point of sharing that, you know, shouting it from the rooftops. And I had this opportunity to speak at an event where there was 120 women for World Entrepreneur Day in 2021. So it was last year. And I was thinking to myself before this event, how can I stand out? What can I do to stand out? And the idea that came up in my head was so fucking ridiculous. It was, why don't you get up on stage and rap? Oh, and I, was I like, love this. Okay, oh. so then in my head I'm going, MG, you're not a rapper. Like, who do you think you are? I'm, I don't know. I've never sung on stage. I was never even in a choir. I did love a bit of R&B music uh, in the 90s and early noughties. Uh, and so, you know, I'd rap in my car singing mm. to myself. But I was like, that would really stand out. And, you know, MG, the name, it's kind of like, it's a bit gangster too. Yeah. And so I convinced myself that I've got this and I can rap on stage in front of over 100 people. And even while I was on stage leading up to it was like the final part that I was going to do that, and I hadn't told anyone, so I could have backed out. No one needed to know. I was still sitting there going, are you going to do this? Nah. Yep, nah, yep, yep, nah, yep. And so that inner battle was huge. But when I got handed the microphone and the opportunity came up to to speak, I was like, you're doing this. This is happening. So I did. I just got tingles, babe. I just got tingles all through my body. Oh. And I'd made, like I'd done the rap in my head a number of times. I made it up. It was like 30 seconds. Um, And I, I live in Albany, so I had driven to Perth. I had four hours to come up with this thing and like sing it multiple times in the car to myself. Um, And I did stumble at one point and then started shaking and sweating, but everyone was literally cheering me on and they were thought it was freaking amazing. And at the end of it, I got a massive round of applause um, and it was like, okay, I just did it. And then I sat down and was like, that just happened (laughs) like who was I who took over my body oh I know that feeling so well when you're about to like I love speaking but Mm -hmm. I still get nervous not necessarily on zooms I've got very comfortable behind the screen I'm sure you're the same but even speaking in public there's that overwhelming that tingle through your body the hot sweats that whole hot sweats and then your heart racing and you're like I know I'm not going to die because I've done this a few times I I know I'm not going to die but oh my God, my heart's going to fall out of my, like come out my throat or whatever the saying is. Yeah. Well, yeah. A hundred percent. Every time, yeah. even when I'm not doing something crazy like that, it's still, I think it's normal. And I remind myself in those moments that nerves have the same energetic frequency as excitement. Yeah. And how can I just flip that around and be excited about what I'm about to say? Well, now that you've shared that, <laughs> you <laughs> totally need to share your rap. Right now. I was thinking that as I was like, oh, yeah, shit, she's going to ask me. And I think there's another podcast I did it on. All right. Let me see if I can remember it. Okay. <clears throat> You're ready for this. That's how I started, by the way, I grabbed the mic and you know, everyone holds the mic this way. No one can see me right now, but you can picture how everyone holds a microphone. And then I flipped it up 
you know how gangsters hold yeah. it yeah and I went y'all ready for this and everyone went oh now my whole family downstairs is going what the fuck is she doing up there um so my name's MG and I'm here to help you see that whatever you want to be you can absolutely be you know you were you know you were meant for more this is where I tripped up last time too let me start that bit again you know you were meant for more but you can't do that by doing what you did before so get out of your comfort zone and know that you're not doing it on your own oh love it I got tingles 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 but like look you're more comfortable now you're sitting at your desk with more conversational everyone imagine that like yeah yeah uh, uh. like someone beatboxing in the background yeah (laughs) I got it on video too um so yeah I've got I've got video evidence of that moment and I do use it regularly as because it comes it comes up in conversation just like it has now um because I have a really big focus in the way that I work in doing what you can to stand out yeah um in in business because that's you know that's what I'm working in and there's so much noise at the moment, like on social media, just everywhere in the world, there's so much noise and cutting through the noise requires standing out. And so it's constantly what I'm asking myself, what can I do to stand out? Oh, I love this. Okay. So I grew up in the hood and yeah, grew up in the nineties and the, the noughties and I can rap every single word to not afraid by Eminem. I love it. Yeah. I, I, Every, we should have a wrap off, an Eminem wrap off. An Eminem wrap off. And I can do, do you know, it's another Eminem because, you know, I'm I'm skinny and white. So if I'm going to wrap something, I'm going to wrap something from a skinny and white dude. And my voice yeah. is not deep. So uh, D12, my band. So an Eminem one. Yeah. I know I know all of Eminem's part. Um, yeah. I think I've made a reel with that. I know a lot of without me. I know a lot of Eminem. I did grow yes. up with Eminem. So um, do I. That's why I honestly think we could we could make like a whole podcast of that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when I get when I've had a few too many drinks and I get into that point where I think me rapping Eminem is a fucking great idea. Yep. It is at the time. Of course. The next it is. morning I'm just like people, because I'm so loud, my friends would have just been like, oh he can go. Like they probably don't want to hear it. But they're just but like, you, oh, you can't shut it up. Time, right? Of oh, course, you're 100%. like, you want to hear this. I'm so good at this. I think we need to have a drink together, Kim. I, I think, think that so. would be highly entertaining. I'll get bring out my Eminem playlist and boombox. I grew up in the ghetto too. So where I went to school um, in South Auckland, if anyone's from New Zealand, they'll know South Auckland. We had police officers at our school. Um, I was the token white kid at our school (laughs) love it and uh like low socioeconomic area and it was um it was pretty gangster uh I didn't finish school most people didn't finish school and I still went on to become a school teacher after after all of that but it was because like I guess I could see how important it was to to learn (laughs) I could see how important it was to learn and how not far it took people when they chose not to learn and I actually yeah. left school in order to learn if that makes sense because there was not any learning happening at my school but do you know what just to not to tangent too much but I was one of those high achievers I had to be top of the class it came from a drive of not feeling good enough and you know wanting my parents approval and all of that I did all the things I did the university entrance I got top marks in everything but English got into university I did all the things 
do I use any of that? <laughs> no, and the, the stuff I teach on now, which is like this, the self-worth, the mindset, how to manage your money, like actually breaking the limiting beliefs, like recoding your brain. Like this is the shit that I wish we did learn in school. But if we did, now I'm opening a can of worms. You know, the way society is. Society would crumble. Than, what a society shame. Society would crumble, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There'd be no higher power putting cages over us because anywho, let's go back on track. But look, I love to go deep. These are the kinds of conversations I'm totally here for. So, yeah, like, I mean, I was a teacher for five years. My husband's still in the education department. Uh, We see it from the inside how fucked up it is. And I, the only way that I am allowing myself at this point as a parent with school-aged children to be okay with it is knowing that I know differently. And so therefore they can go to school and learn the structures that are in place in the world, which they do need to have an awareness of, but then they come home and I'm like, so what did you learn today? How can we unlearn this? (laughs) (laughs) Don't most kids come home and be like, like, what did you learn today? I don't know, nothing. Yeah, they actually do that from a very early age. I've learned a couple of ways to um, help my children uncover it. So I've learned hypnotherapy and kids do forget really quickly if it it doesn't seem to be important. That's part of the issue with the education system is that we're not actually teaching kids how to use these skills in real life so they don't deem them important. So of course they fucking forget. So I use hypnotherapy with my kids, not in a way that I actually like get them into a state of hypnosis, but it's like that hypnotic language to help them uncover things for themselves. Hmm. Yeah, I just like totally that. hypnotizing my children here. Let's, yeah, well, <laughs> I have a seven-month-old and like I'm only, I'm not even a year in and if I could hypnotize her right now. You I are. Hit, you I are, Kim, hit. did you know? Well, it didn't work <laughs> at 2 a.m. last night when she didn't <laughs> want to go back to sleep. So well, teach me. No, she was hypnotizing you. Well, uh, remind me what her name is. Isla. Isla. So her name Isla is a hypnotism, right? So what you've done is, does she respond to that now? Yeah. So yeah. you've hypnotized her to respond to this random sound that you decided. That's so cool, hey? Yeah. So you've already hypnotized her and that's something that will stick with her for the rest of her life. <laughs> oh, we've definitely got some nicknames that we've uh, hypnotized her with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent, all the time. Like we're yeah, we're doing we're hypnotizing people all the time in ways that we don't even know. But when you can start to recognize the way that you are doing that, it can be very powerful for you. But also yeah. to realize how other people are hypnotizing you, yeah, all the yeah. time. And it's like, hey, what are you doing to me right now? No, this is why I don't watch commercial TV and I don't listen to commercial radio. Exactly. I was in the newspaper yesterday, Kim, and I had to buy. <gasps> a West Australian newspaper for the first time in my life. And you're like, don't read anything else, flip to the page, cut it out. We've got I some made fire. the mistake yeah. of reading it through a little bit of it and I was just like, oh, God, this is horrible. <laughs> the only time I've ever read the paper is I flip straight to the fashion section anyway. I want to see what everyone's wearing. Yes. Yeah, and, and I was obviously like, on a page with lots of, you know, incredible, it was the social pages, so it was yeah. lots of incredible people and happy faces and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm happy with this one. I'm happy with yeah. this page. Yeah. Oh, well, congrats on that. Thank you. I was like, first feature in the West Australian. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Print that out. Soon, you know, when they do stop printing papers, you know, that would be worth something. Yeah. Well, what I would love to chat about is to add some extra value into this. This has been very valuable. But I want to talk back about, you know, let's keep on theme. Maybe you've got this. That moment. I know you've had, you're a coach. 
So you've had a shit ton of babies, got these moments. You've helped many people have theirs, get through theirs. You give people the baby, you've got this. Like you, you literally coach it into people and help them get through their bullshit. What are some things that you've learned? Like you did your wrapping, the wrapping thing. Was there any, yeah. like, other than the obvious, you know, you rip the Band-Aid, do the thing that's uncomfortable, it now becomes, like, you could probably get on stage and do that again and be like, okay, it's not even that bad because yeah. you've done it. What else do you feel like come from that or or is there anything that comes up for you right now that you want to share and talk into the space of building that confidence within ourselves and getting out of our own way? I think one of the most important things that I've learned is that it's not a linear journey. And that you have to be there for the shit storm as well. I literally spoke about this on my stories today as well, didn't I? Um, th- there will be shit storms in the process of getting to that happy, sunshiny confidence. And I, a lot of the issues that I've come up against in my own journey and with my clients is that they think that once they've got the confidence, they have the confidence always. And that's that's not the case at all. And I talk about it in my book. Hey, I'm pointing to it right now. I've got a book, Uncertain to Unstoppable. One of the chapters um, is Valleys and Peaks. I call them Valleys and Peaks because when, you know, when I'm on stage in that moment and everyone's cheering, I'm like, I'm at a peak. You know, it's that peak state of, oh my God, I love my life. I feel amazing. This is incredible, blah, 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 blah. But in order to get to that peak, it wasn't easy. You know, imagine you're on a bike riding through valleys and peaks. You know, you, you're going up a hill to get to a peak. Your quads are burning. You've got to get off the bike and push it up some of the way. You know, like you're dripping with sweat. You're just basically thinking, fuck it, why am I doing this? All the way up. And then you get there and you see the view and you're like, oh, cool. It was worth it, right? So that's me on stage, you know, like beforehand, I'm like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? How am I going to do this? I've got all of that internal dialogue, this tennis match happening in my head and knowing that it's going to be worth it. But then afterwards as well, you still have that moment of doubt, like, oh my God, did I just do that? Like, fuck, what if people are judging me? So then you start coming down that peak, down into another valley. And it's like, you're on that bike and the tires are spinning a hundred miles an hour. Um, and all of a sudden you crash at the bottom and you can't sleep that night because you're worried about what people are thinking of you. And that's all part of the journey. Because then in that moment, that moment after the peak, where you've gone down into this valley again, and it feels dark and horrible and you're doubting yourself, there's opportunities to learn. And if you take those opportunities there to learn, and that's honestly the most important part, you strengthen yourself to get back up the next peak. And as you take those opportunities, it's like, again, you're strengthening your quads, you're getting fitter, you're getting stronger, you've done it before, you'll do it again. You come out the other side and then you'll get to the peak more easily um, because you've learned more lessons or you'll get to a higher peak because you've learned things along the way. So now when I have those moments of shit storms, uh, like I've actually had a few of them this week, I'm, yes, frustrated and maybe scared or upset or whatever the feelings are, doubting myself. But I also am really grateful for those moments because I know that what I'm learning in those moments are going to take me to another peak that I haven't been to before. And that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over time in working on myself and working with others. Because anytime someone comes to me and says, ah, shit's hit the fan, I'm like, great. (laughs) 
I'm sure they hate it when I say that. Cool, yeah. cool bananas. What are we learning from this? And I call myself the silver linings queen for that reason. I know sometimes it can be, I do need to be mindful not to have that toxic positivity mindset about it either. Like you need to feel angry sometimes. You need to cry sometimes. You need to, you know, all of those things. Sometimes you need to sit in the valley or sit in your shit, as I like to say. You're just sitting in your shit like, okay, cool. I'm sitting in my shit right now and I'm fine with that. But put a time frame on it. You know, if you're upset about something, be like, right, I'm just going to have a day where I just feel like shit today. And I'm okay with that. You've got an awareness of it. But then at the end of today, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm moving past it so that it's not wallowing in your shit for so long that you can't get rid of that stink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that last bit. It's so relevant you speaking about this. And I'm the same too with, I I quote myself like the perspective shift queen. Like something yeah. like that, a little bit less of a tongue twister, because I can help you shift your perspective. Can't even fucking say the word perspective so easily, but you know, on yourself. Yeah, that's why we get our own coaches, right? But 100%. It's, yeah, yes. it's always about finding like there's always a lesson, there's always something to learn, and and I'm in this space right now, like going up the peak in the valley because I've just launched my money coaching course, helping women in business handle their money, like the highest version of themselves, like, you know, breaking that ceiling, the glass ceiling. And I've been teaching this one-on-one with my clients and be getting great results, but now I'm turning it into a one-to-many where I can help many people. And it's all the, like all the thoughts come in, like I'm going up, I'm pushing that, that cheap push bike up the fucking huge mountain, you know, that doesn't even have grip on the tires. I'm slipping on the pebbles there's all of this stuff is coming up I'm like I know that there's big lessons from the I gotta work and do this and get through it and get to the top and then what lessons are coming through and And as you're doing that you're practicing what you preach anyway which is going to make the course even better because yeah you're actually putting those wheels in motion literally oh my god how's the analogy oh (laughs) I love analogies. I love the unexpected analogies where they just. <laughs> I had a really good one today um, with someone that I was voice memoing about a double ended dildo, um, talking about like how, you know, I've had some difficult conversations this week with people that have not been enjoyable for anyone, right? And I said to her, I was like, it's a, I, this wasn't with that person, it was with someone totally separate. I said, it was a bit like having a double ended dildo, you know, like we're both getting fucked. Like, <laughs> it's and and it, but it's a little bit enjoyable because we're both getting lessons and then I was saying to her well that's a really interesting analogy I can't believe I came up with that on the spot and I'm <laughs> picturing this double yeah yeah oh look some of my best analogies are sexual and then it's like where's the lot like professionalism <laughs> in new age coaching especially us women coming into the industry yeah it's a fucking gray area like yes if we try and you, you, the sexual innuendos, I, I I love it. Like so do when I. You're, oh, <laughs> when you're on a one-on-one call, when you're on a, like a a coaching call or a Zoom call, there's always jokes about like, you know, get yourself on the camera unless you're naked. But do you know what? I wouldn't. I don't mind. And then <laughs> I've had the jokes. Oh, it's just it makes it fun. Like it does. One yeah. of my business values is fun. 
fun. And, Me too. There you go. Oh, look, of course. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, I'm not surprised that we no. that we have some similar similar values. Just, just, but I just think just a little bit. <laughs> because we get to do what we want to do in our work, why not have fun in there? And if fun involves a few sexual innuendos, okay, I don't even know if I said that word right. Doesn't matter. Who decided how we say words? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I I love it. And the thing is, like people have been listening for so long now that if anyone's new to listening to this and you're getting uncomfortable well you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> maybe maybe you're sitting on that double-ended dildo no that was mean I'm sorry but <laughs> you have to keep that in here Kim see I I'm I want like this doesn't get edited this goes yeah, straight up this whole good. thing good. um but that's the thing like if anything if any conversation makes you uncomfortable unless it is 100% against your values if it's not, if it's triggering you, it's getting you to think differently. Like that's when I ever get, tr- I don't know if I like the word trigger, but there's a word, whatever, by some things that's not even like inappropriate because inappropriate things honestly does not trigger me because I'm inappropriate based on society conditioning because, yeah. you know, who, who decides exactly it's inappropriate. What you're yep. But there's some things where I'm like, I get triggered by it and I'm like, why? Oh, hang on. It's just done so differently to me. I actually have something to learn from this. And then, you know, if we're talking about, I want to say childhood trafficking purely because I watched a reel recently and someone used it as an example. So that came into my head. Like that's totally against my values and whatnot. So yes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't say listening to something that's actually talking about it unless it's trying to stop it kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> we've got, look at all the shit we've talked about. I love this. <laughs> So good. What are some lessons? What are some last final takeaways for the listener, listeners? I would love to know actually from from you a little bit more about you know who your listeners are because the more I can kind of like picture who your listeners are, the more I can tailor it to that exact person. Oh, I like that. Well, <laughs> listeners, the everyday gal, just like you and me, yep. who battles with the self doubt wants to get over their bullshit, wants the real talk, building confidence, wants the empowerment and just ready to live a fucking epic life but just want some guidance. That's my listeners. Okay. I love that you've just spoken straight to them as well. So, listener, as you're listening to this, (laughs) uh, I think, look, my biggest message that I like to share is that everything that you have is already within you. It's not outside of you. And my book, you know, is Uncertain to Unstoppable. Anytime I sign that book, what I write in there is you are already unstoppable. And I actually had someone come to me once and say, why did you write that in this? You don't, you don't know me. How do you know that I'm I'm already unstoppable? And I was like, you're right. I don't know you from a bar of soap, but I know that if you even know what the word unstoppable means, if you even, and you insert another word there, if you even know what the word confidence means, if you even know what the word or what the concept of money mindset is or you know whatever it is, if you have an awareness of that thing, then it's already within you. Because if it was just a gibberish word that meant nothing to you, it's it's not within you, but it is within you if you understand what it is. It's just a matter of, being able to unpack the shit that's stopping you from being that thing, whatever it is that you want it to be, whether it's unstoppability, a word I made up, but it's totally a word, um, confidence, I love it. whatever whatever it is, 
it's unpacking all the shit that's stopping you from being that and and letting it shine through but it's not easy I'm never going to say that this just life journey of doing what you want to do is easy it's one of the things that um, another thing that I find really important to recognize is that you're going to have failures like you have you actually have to have failures there's a quote in a book that I read recently and I'm about to butcher this quote but I'm going to say it the best I can <laughs> the person who fails the most ends up winning I might have actually said it I think it's something exactly I think right. I've heard that or something similar yeah yeah and the reason for that is because if you're if you're constantly failing it means you're constantly trying again you know mm. you fail you go okay we'll just try again I fail I'll just try again I'll fail just try again and I mean yes you don't want to try again in the exact same way because that you know we know is the definition of insanity just trying to do the same thing and hoping for a different result but if you keep trying keep trying keep trying even if you have 10 failures the 11th one might be the time where you succeed whereas the person who tries two times and gives up well then they never succeeded because they just gave up so it's like you cannot fail unless you give up. And that's my motto in life. I'm like, okay, that didn't work. Right. How do I, what do I do next? What next? What now? So what? Yeah. Yeah. That's always been my first when I've had people. So my first success in business was growing a network marketing business and building it to the top. And at the conferences, the people would come up to me and be like, what's your greatest piece of advice? First of all, I was like 27 and my ego fucking loved it. Um, you know, very significance driven, yeah. but they, it's even come back to me now where they've reached back out and they've like, I listened to your advice and like, I'm here in my business. And what I would always say, the first thing I would say is never give up, Yeah, never give up. Obviously, and then from that, never give up. Okay, try a different way. Try again, learn and whatnot. And the other side of it is there's there's no learning in winning. Yes. Like if you constantly win 24-7 all the time, always hitting the bullseye every single time, you'll actually never learn. Yeah. Yeah, I like and, that one because yeah. that's it's a really it's relative to school as well, a lot, taking mm -hmm. it back to that. Um, because you know, you think about the kids in school that always won. What are they doing with their lives now? they didn't get the lessons along the way yeah. right yeah. I mean I'm, I'm obviously reflecting on the kids that I went to school with that were you know doing really well all the time sometimes they they didn't get any lessons along the way or they got the lessons later because like, you know, like where it hits harder yeah which isn't always a bad thing you know it's, it's not just a bad thing different it's more yeah it just might be harder but we've got to and and you know we congratulate the the winners at school and yeah absolutely like you know you, you want to congratulate hard work but I think that's more of the thing it's congratulating the hard work and the how you've got through the failures rather than you know you the person you're the person that won yeah <laughs> it's exactly. what did you go through? it's the journey it's the not journey, it's not just the outcome that's it that's so cool that people still come up to you as well about that you know well, like, they come up to me in my inbox because you know yeah yeah around the Australia and whatnot or um in the last conference I went to there was someone who a different team and they came up they just hit one of the top promotions and to be honest back when they asked me and they weren't very high up in there like I, I wasn't remembering I was high on life because I was giving my speech and I was doing all of that when they came up to me and like do you remember me and honestly I would say oh yeah but truthfully I'm like shit like I recognize your face can't remember your name so sorry but you just do you know what and then they're like, I listen, like, this is what you told me. And I just remember it resonating one 
girl who did it actually became a really good friend of mine. So I do remember her and she hit the top and we ended up traveling to India together. Her name's Sophie. I don't know if she's listening, but yeah, she's one of the ones who's came up. She's like, I remember when I came and asked you like, what's your greatest piece of advice? And I said, never give up. And she's like, every single time my, like it hurt every single time I felt like a failure, every single time I felt like I was going backwards. I just remember you said, never give up. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like her business is much more successful than mine now because I've stepped into coaching and gone that way. So look at her go. So you just never know. Yeah. And you never know what your advice is going to do for someone. It can be literally three words, never give up. And it just, that person hears it over and over. They probably hear it in your voice too, Kim. They probably hear your voice. My ego loves that. If I can, (laughs) if you go to bed thinking about me, dreaming about my voice, I'm serenading you in your sleep. Like... (laughs) that's legacy I just made legacy you know (laughs) it is and I mean it's it's part it can be part ego but it can also be part purpose well it's part 100 percent. you know I joke on the ego side of things because at the same time like I don't go through my day hoping I get stuck in your head in that sense but I want my messages to land because my coaches are in my head 24 7 yeah 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 100 percent yeah well, I love that. I loved our chat. I feel like we can talk for days. I know we, we could. This is, this is why we need to yeah, sit down with some M&M and some wine um, at some point soon. <laughs> yes. Um, well, like online or in person? Because that depends. Because when you're up in Perth. Oh, I'm so totally I'm just, up in Perth all the time. So I'm down for that. I'll just take, I'm like, Daniel, I'm taking the night off from actual parenting. I haven't done that yet. So. Yeah, one day, one day soon, you'll be ready. You'll be ready soon. Oh no, I'm ready to do it. I just haven't. Oh, okay, you know, right. She's um, ready. We're a team. Because <laughs> if I get a day off and he gets a day off, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I'm ready for that yet. But no, anyway. well, you know, <laughs> let's let's see. I mean, look, I am not allowed to drink alcohol for the next however many days while I do seventy five. That's hard. true. That's so. True. December is the next time that I can drink, and I probably will have a sip of wine and be on my ass. <laughs> Or just sniff it first. Just sniff it. Like, you just walk in the room. You're like, there's a bottle open. I can yeah. I can sense it. My my everything's tingling. You're just like me. Anyway, yeah. bunch. I'll joke. I'm like, I am a I am a very committed businesswoman and partly potentially alcoholic because <laughs> I love wine. I also I can drink love it wine. I've, I've switched over to having um. Negronis though have you had a Negroni before yes it's just not the same wine is just different I love doing gins and sodas and really and espresso martinis really fresh really clean crisp dry stuff yeah it's just not the same as a wine I genuinely appreciate a really crisp dry rosé white wine and a nice deep fruity red so okay so not much of a white wine drinker only if it's dry if it tastes like cat piss no no. yeah (laughs) and Moscato is not wine no, and if anyone's listening and you love Moscato, like you can have it. That's cool, but it's not like, wine. It's not wine. It's <laughs> it's alcoholic grape juice. That's that's pretty much what my husband will drink if he drinks wine. But I am a fan of Merlot, yeah, uh, rose and Chardonnay. I only like Chardonnay from a vineyard, like from a winery cellar door, because whenever I bought it in the shops, it tastes disgusting. And like I refuse to spend more than twenty dollars a bottle in a shop if I don't know the brand because oh, yeah, it's absolutely. just a waste. Yeah. Um, but every time I've had it, tasting it at a cellar door, especially down south in mm. WA region, it's been really nice. And I was like, okay, I think I do like Chardonnay. 
yeah, I love Chardonnay. My mum, my mum drank or still drinks Chardonnay, and so I kind of grew up with the smell of it. And I love the really oaky ones, uh, like so oaky, I- buttery Chardonnay. Oh God, now I'm talking about it, and I want one. <laughs> okay, let's first we're talking about food before we started, and and like, no, Kim, shut up. Like, you're making I'm me hungry. hungry. Okay, my bad. And now we're talking about alcohol, and I'm doing sober October as a cleanse before we go away so look both yes. of us, this is why we're talking about it guys and whenever you hear this it should be in october but when it comes out <laughs> but we're only talking about because we can't have it yes <laughs> oh gosh we'll record we'll put we'll record something and put it up as a sequel to yes it. sounds like a plan eminem raps <laughs> oh gosh i'm excited okay eminem. Kim and Kim. Kim and <laughs> love it <laughs> It's happening. Let's get T-shirts. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for being on here, having the chats, sharing all of the goodness. And if you guys have fallen in love with MG, like I have, you know, if you're fangirling her too, all of the notes, uh, all of her links are in the show notes. Do you want to share your Instagram handle now just in case someone's driving and they don't want to look at their phone? Yeah, absolutely. It's at the real underscore MG, which is E-M-G-E-E, not just the yeah. letters M-G. Yeah, actually how you would sound it out. That's a yeah. very school teacher of you, M-G. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but all of the links from the show notes, everything that you can find her book, website, offerings, social all media, things. all of the above. So exciting and we'll be promoting on social media anyway. All right. Well, and this is how I sign off. Well, if you want to say your little sign off and then I'll say my sign off and then we'll go. Peace out. I'm MG. <laughs> Peace out, homies. Seriously? Seriously. Oh, my God. I think we should just get matching tattoos, Ken. I think, I think we should. All right. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm trying to stop it, but I'm pressing leave. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you absolutely loved it. I know you did. If you love hearing all things that I share, please join my free community group. It's a free Facebook group. It's the babe, you've got this free coaching group. The link is in the show notes. Come along and join and get access to even more amazing free coaching and and mindset hacks. And if you love this episode, I would love for you to go leave a review and share on your social media. Take a screenshot, tag me, and I'll reshare it to my social media too. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll chat again next week.